0: the first of 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 the To another episode of Stadium Cast, where we take you inside the competitive world of Pokemon Go. My name is AJ, and with me today is John, aka JR Honda, aka Mr. Business, aka Valor Ashes Champion. John, did anybody get past you to, uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday during uh, with your psychic team?
1: I was able to defeat six. Of the nineteen challengers, wow! And uh, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. I uh, did not think that I would get uh, any, if I'm honest. Uh, I thought I would get absolutely wrecked, uh, but we were able to pull off some pretty crazy plays, uh, some some nice swaps, and uh, just some really probably some luck in there too uh, to pull out six wins. Um, we narrowed it down to thirteen. And that event is still going on. Last I checked, there was seven left, uh, maybe even oh, wow. less. Kim was taking out competitors left and right.
0: Remind people what uh, what we're talking about here, because they you know might be during the headlights wondering what we're even talking about here.
1: Right. So right now on the Stadium Twitch channel, we are running a monthly saga. Uh, that we've been doing for the past few months called the Elite Four Challenge. So, uh, initially, we had uh, the uh, original Elite Four, um, a competitive Pokemon Go team that consists of Valor Ash, Toshi, House Stark, and Arrow, who selected monotype teams and people signed up to go up against them. Uh, the competitors that got through each round. Uh, went on to face Pogo King as the champion or, you know, the reigning champion. Um, And after that first time around, uh, Shadow Brady was the sole victor, uh, and he has been reigning champion ever since. No one was able to beat him last time, so we are on our third iteration of that. Um, And this time we did things a little bit different. Instead of having the Elite Four do the battling, the Elite Four selected a representative uh, for our Journey to Hoenn version uh, where we had some interesting rule sets uh, that we can can get into. Uh, But uh, basically, we had the teams consist of Pokemon from Gens 1 through 3, uh, mainly focused on a particular typing and then also making sure that their team consisted of a majority of Hoenn Pokemon.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's a really cool format the way you guys are doing it and uh, when I saw that Mason had chosen you I thought that was like that is so awesome uh, I know you know you, you you were so exhausted by the end of it that we had to reschedule our recording date but it's good because it gives us more time to look at all the current events and there's no shortage of that right now uh, today we're going to be looking at uh, how ultra league has taken the stage the uh, univo week that uh, is underway uh, or univo week will be underway by the time that this is published Uh, we'll be doing a deep dive into the ultra league premier cup and again we'll be featuring aj's alphabet unfortunately as we usually do we'll finish up in the speculation station
1: all right without further ado let's get into the stadium Right, so current events, what do we have going on? What recently happened, sir?
0: Magikarp Day, I think it was a success. I've only heard, well, I mean, there's always complainers, right? But I've mostly heard positive feedback about it. Personally, I had a pretty good day. I did not catch the um, larger carp. Uh, my largest carp is still 21.17 kilograms, but I did catch a very cool 13.3. 3 7 uh, shiny carp. So that's cool. I, I like some weird stuff when it comes to Magikarp. After uh, Magikarp Day was over, I played a little bit of Magikarp Jump again and I just reminded myself man, how cool would it be if we had the different patterns? I evolved a bunch of Gyarados, good candidates for all leagues, some potentials for Mega Gyarados, and I got a clutch 450,000 Stardust. Not nearly as much as the Tho Tacticals and the Kings of the world who had like 1.2 mil or so for grinding the full day. But hey, these uh, hashtag dads at PvP can only do their best. And I did catch a really cool uh, wild uh, Audino with the uh, triple dust and star piece. So that was nice.
1: Nice. Yeah, I ended up with 29 shinies. I got a rank 7 Great League and a rank 4 Ultra League, which I already had an additional rank four ultra league, um, got those powered up and double moved. Uh, I did gain around 600,000 stardust, tried to stay on top of it with quick catch. Um, also cleared my stack in between moving from area to area, uh, to make sure I maximized the amount of catches that I could get. And, um, you know, generally had a good community day and that's kind of all the news that we have regarding community day. this just in Jonathan Bandini here we have a new community day vote that has just been released who will you be voting for the candidates are Grimer Caterpie Charmander and Porygon that's all with this breaking news update back to AJ and John Who the heck is Jonathan Bandini?
0: We're gonna have to add uh, Mr. Bandini to the contributors list on the on the show notes because this is a surprise for me. But I am super excited about this community vote. It is one of the fun things about uh, going up on Twitter and just going all crazy like uh, with Gasly. I went so hard just trying to campaign for it and you know throwing out arguments on Twitter. So. Uh, it's going to be what he said, Grimer, Caterpie, Charmander, and Porygon. Yeah, I think Porygon is going to get chosen, number one, just because it's that clutch, shiny, it's it's new, it's it's somewhat of a rare Pokemon, and uh, it's a new attack. But, you know, Charmander's a fan favorite, but I don't know. It depends on what moves they give Grimer uh, or even, even Caterpie, maybe. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see what the moves are going to be. I'm like a really big geek for like numbers and stuff. And I thought this was really interesting. Um, Earlier today in the world of gaming and Twitch, uh, Shroud, who is a big Call of Duty first person shooter streamer, came back to Twitch uh, after Mixer shut down. And, you know, it was a huge deal. Everybody was talking about it on Twitter. And if you look on Twitter at the trending tab, you can see how many tweets about a certain topic are going on. And he had forty two, like forty two thousand tweets about Shroud were trending, but there was twelve thousand tweets about just the word Porygon that nice. were trending. So that's thirty percent of what he was getting on like probably one of the biggest days, you know, for him coming back to a platform that he came up on and then moved away from and now that mixer shut down he came back. So that's crazy that just the name of a Pokemon got thirty percent of what he was getting on the trending uh, side of things. Twelve thousand tweets is just insane. Yeah. Uh, with just Porygon in it, so uh, I I do agree. I think Porygon's a shoe in. But uh, like I've said to several people today, I really don't care about the shinies. I want to see what those moves are going to be.
0: That's right. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely speculate on some moves at the end of the at the end of the episode in the, in the station, but. Uh, also exciting, the Ultra League has arrived into GBL, and I have to say I haven't had so much fun uh, with a meta as much as I have with Premier Cup in a uh, long time. We're gonna go deep into it in the in the deep dive today, but uh, yeah, I've I've quite enjoyed Premier Cup. Very expensive, but a, a very welcoming and diverse form of GBL that that I've quite enjoyed so far. Enigma Week would be uh, should be wrapping up by the time this episode airs. I was chasing the Hundo Clefairy up until last night. Finally caught it, which I'm really excited for for Ultra League. But uh, there's definitely some good uh, good stuff out there like Beldum for uh, Master League, and then Bronzor. Don't sleep on it. Trainer Tips has been using it in Ultra League, and uh, it's quite interesting. I, I looked at it a little bit. It's not game breaking or anything within Ultra, but a Confusion user with that steel subtyping is, is quite interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking into Bronzong myself because right now I'm using Gallade a lot, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice to have the Leaf Blade uh, and the Close Combat, you know, those charge moves. Uh, but relying on the Confusion damage in a world of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of Charizard users, mm-hmm. Um you know, I've gotta have a little bit better coverage oh, there. And I don't know that Bronzong would help me I at all there.
0: I have a spicy pick for you, John, that I've been using. Ooh. Two old Butters and Wrangler recommended it to me. And mm. I haven't been sweeping because it takes a bit of a learning curve, but towards the end of my sets I was going fairly positive. I think you're gonna enjoy this one. I think I'm gonna I'm going to tempt you to to max something out by the end of this episode.
1: I'm ready for the deep dive now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, we were all bummed out that uh, Defense Deoxys was not in raids this week, but it's a good way to get candy. Yeah. And uh, I'm wondering, John, have you caught your, your Shiny yet? Do you even care about Shiny Deoxys?
1: I do care about it, enough so that I've done... 62 raids and no shiny
0: and also no hundo. Nice. That makes me happy. Of course it does. jumped in randomly. I was walking my daughter and uh, just saw a Deoxys raid in the park and messaged a few people. Nobody answered and I just invited some people randomly and boom, shiny right there was the first Deoxys raid I did. And honestly, I have no use for it. It's just going to be in the pile of other useless shinies like Love Disk, uh, Dark Rye, and all the other community fodder, which I'm going to promptly delete when I need to make some storage space. Like ma- Magic Look,
1: Car- the next legendary or anything that comes out, your first raid, you have to invite me because you've gotten a <laughs> Hundo Curum and now a shiny Deoxys yeah. on the last two legendaries that have been pretty prevalent in... Yep. You know, as far as releases go, I know we had a, a break there where we had Groudon and Kyogre and Rayquaza, but I mean, come on, dude. Share yep. the luck.
0: Yep. Well, I, I don't nobody else got a shiny in that raid, so it's really it, it ends up just being me. I'm you know, I gotta say, some the the luck that I had with that raid was kind of all pissed away when I was powering up some stuff for Ultra League. And uh, yesterday was just kind of a, a, a roller coaster ride because I caught the Hundo Clefairy, and then I went to power up some stuff for Ultra League, and I saw, oh, I have a Rank One Crustle that's lucky, and I was convinced that level forty was uh, twenty five hundred, and so for whatever stupid reason, I powered it up before evolving, and I maxed it. And then I evolved it and you know what it evolved into? A very beautiful twenty-five seventeen CP Crustle. Totally useless. Now that that yeah. makes me happy. <laughs> I knew it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's ninety thousand stardust just thrown away. But luckily I do have some other good ones that if I end up wanting to invest in a crustle, it is it's available. Uh, like we said, Univo Week is about to start or is already started for some trainers by the time the episode is published. Boufaance will only be available in New York City. So that's a bit controversial. I gotta say, a, a regional right now with the pandemic and everything. Uh, I've definitely heard a little bit of heartburn for it, and it actually does have some interesting moves. It's got mud shot. Uh, earthquake somewhat respectable bulk so i guess uh i guess spoofers are going to have a great time catching this and the locals of nyc we do
1: not condone spoofing
0: <laughs> don't do it
1: I, i'll i be honest with you we uh me and some friends joked around about getting a uh a quick uh flight from atlanta to new york city and back same day just to get bouffalant when it comes out yeah it is one of the it is a Pokemon that I really like the design of it um so uh, it is going to be something I go after but I don't know if I want to risk my health to take a uh, a flight
0: yeah back and forth it's it's too much of a risk right now going to New York um yeah I, w- I wouldn't unless you have yeah. to right unless like work takes you there or you have like an emergency I wouldn't I wouldn't condone going there and if it does mr AJ pilot you better catch extra I will yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm on. I'm on leave right now, but absolutely, I'll catch some. Right. Sewaddle, Cottony, and Emolga are also going to make their debut in 7K eggs. And looking at these Pokemon, they do have something interesting. Uh, Levani is uh, just what we needed, you guys. It's another Razor Leafer with Leaf Blade, and it also has X Scissor, so um, it can play in Great League, and it's also eligible because it maxes below 2,500 in Ultra League. So normally, Razor Leafers are relegated to relying fully on their uh, fast move damage, but with with those two charge moves, it might have some, some interesting play. Whimsicott is also interesting. It's the first of its kind. I think it's the only of its kind. I might be wrong there. I'm sure John will correct me. It's a Grass Fairy... Uh, that also has Charm and Razor Leaf as fast moves. So it can really only play in the Great League, but uh, I don't think it's going to make any huge waves personally in Great League, but it might be like a a Sylph Cup Darling. It might be one of those that in a restricted meta becomes a a must-have or just like a staple of that particular meta. And another one I'm excited for is Emolga. It's uh, slightly bulkier than Pachirisu, and it has the same typing as Zapdos, right? It's uh, flying and electric, and it also, if the data mining uh, holds true, and they release it with the moves that are currently uh, that have currently been da- data mined, uh, it has discharge and aerial ace. So, hey, that that could see some play for sure, like a bulkier version of Zapdos. So I might actually go in on on incubators here. How about you?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I'm going to be looking for my flying squirrel. Emolga was one of my favorite Pokemon. Oh, really? uh, In the games. And uh, also Whimsicott. Uh, Whimsicott, it is one of the first grass fairies, but I believe there have been some more introduced in the past couple generations. Ones that are a long ways away from being released in Pokemon Go. Right uh, for now. But, uh, and, uh, I I do like Sawaddle and Levani. I just remember, uh, seeing them in the anime a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it, it always made me think of a, uh, a praying mantis. And then Sawaddle kind of looks like a Weedle with a, a leaf collar around its neck. So Mm -hmm. pretty cool looking Pokemon, but, uh, yeah, definitely going to be investing in getting some of the seven K's for PVP, but also so I can fill those deck slots as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, you know, it's all going to come down to what the egg pool is. If the 7Ks have just a ton of useless stuff or things that I really don't need, like if the—what else is a Unova Pokemon that's, like, really common? Hmm. I don't know.
1: Um...
0: Any of the ones that are just super common right now, and if that's starting to be prevalent in the 7Ks, I probably won't bother but if it's exclusively these and maybe some some you know a couple others then I'll definitely partake. So that's how I roll when it comes to eggs. I don't like to play the lottery too much. But uh, speaking of lottery, if your research genesect wasn't enough for you, they will all also be available in raids. So that's great. Uh, however, I don't recommend powering up the one you had in research because it remains the only way to acquire the Fake mythical version of Scizor in in Great League. So definitely hold on to those.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure about the Genesect because they still have not really, I guess, worked out how they're going to fit in Technoblast uh, and the different drives uh, that you would get in the main series games. I know there was some data mining done uh, in the past that showed, you know, different forms of the move technoblast kind of like weather ball uh where's different typings um and that's kind of how it operated uh, in the main games but you would give it a different drive and it would change the type of that move etc so um you know obviously want to try and get a shiny possibly a hundo um and things like that but uh still need some more information before genesect can really possibly reach its full potential so up next It's time to dive down deep in the Ultra League Premier Cup. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. It's time, ladies and gentlemen,
0: for that deep, deep dive. Today we're going to focus on Premier Cup. It's the brand new shiny meta. Uh, However, if you are uh, fully invested in Ultra League, uh, the open... Version and you know, like you really want to use those Giratinas. Uh, there's definitely some things that have changed, and I'm going to encourage you guys to check out the Go Stadium Meta Core series linked in the show notes. It's amazing. I want to give a very special shout out to Polymers Up and our team of meta analysts, including Tangent, Enhoff, Gaston Agustin, and Nessa Bethan. They've been working hard on those. They are working on a Premier Cup version as well, but I know for a fact that the uh, unrestricted Ultra League MetaCourse will be available, so definitely check that out. However, let's talk about some Premier Cup because I'm excited about it.
1: So you mentioned we, we, I know we did release that article. Uh, Again, big thanks to our meta-analysis team uh, in releasing that. Just a fantastic article and the graphic that goes along with it is just amazing. Um, and so is this much different than our classic Ultra League? I mean, obviously we're taking out legendaries and mythicals, but I mean, okay, no more Registeel, Cresselia, and Giratina. Yeah. Is really anything changing that much without those three?
0: So if you look at those, right, uh, Giratina right, offers that dragon coverage, uh, also Ghost. Uh, The uh, Registeel offers that Steel coverage, also beats other Steels with Focus Blast. And then Cresselia offers that Fairy coverage, but is also that Psychic subtyping. So you see where I'm going here? This Dragon, Steel, Fairy core is super oppressive. Anytime there's uh, a Dragon, Fairy, Steel core at the top of any given meta with bulky Pokemon like those three, It becomes very difficult and over-centralizing, and it becomes really rock, paper, scissors. In Ultra League, there is no Registeel. There is no Giratina, and there is no Cresselia. And so all of that coverage is sort of dispersed among many different Pokemon. Suddenly you're seeing uh, Grass, Fire, and Water uh, being totally viable, right? Giratina kind of laughs at a... Grass, Fire, Water, any Dragon type is going to do really well against those three. It is a very viable core. I want to give a special shout-out to Ryan Swank. He put out a video uh, very recently talking a little bit about the Ultra League Cup. Again, I will link this, uh, all of the videos referenced in the show notes. Uh, Basically, another big highlight of this, because there's no Giratina, because there's no Cresselia, is Fighters, right? Uh, not named Polyrath actually have solid play in this this meta, right? Before, Machamp had no play against Giratina, had no play against Griselia, and it was really relegated to getting locked in against a Registeel. Now, uh, Machamp has really great coverage with Rock Slide against Flying Types, against uh, certainly Charizard, against, uh, you know, like Togekiss, Gyarados, things that would normally counter it. It has really good play. It has uh, really high damage output, especially if it's a shadow version. Suddenly, counter becomes a really good move. Uh, you have grass types that are able to thrive because now, of course, depending on whatever their other subtyping is, uh, they have. It's basically it's opened up the meta into a lot of different picks, and I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. So what are the major players in this new meta right now? PV PvPoke put out a awesome uh, starter pack graphic for the Ultra League Premier Cup. There's a lot of picks that are ranked up high, but I wouldn't go solely based on the rankings. Um, I believe uh, Swampert and Venusaur are ranked really high, but depending on what your MMR is, you might not see that many of those. In fact, Swampert is ranked really high because it performs well, as you probably know, in open ultralight, right? It performs well against a lot of the field, really only has one weakness in grass, uh, and it has a really spammy Hydro Cannon and and as well as Earthquake or Sludge Wave. But a lot of the meta picks like Venusaur, Lapras, Gyarados, uh, even to some extent, you know, like Machamp, Uh, They do quite well against Swampert, so Swampert isn't necessarily on every team. I would say it's still a major force, but without having to worry about uh, Registeel, Cresselia, or Giratina, hey, guess what? Venusaur is actually, uh, the usage has skyrocketed in the last few days. Uh, If you think about Venusaur, right, totally walled by Registeel. In Premier Cup, guess what? Sludge Bomb gives coverage to... The uh, fairy types, uh, like Togekiss, right? It gives coverage against other grass. Venusaur with a uh, frenzy plant, of course, does really well against water. Uh, it has kind of like a love-hate relationship with Lapras, right? Sometimes uh, if you have a little bit of energy on Lapras, then you can get to those two frenzy plants and knock it out. But if, if you're matched up against a Lapras that has energy against you, then maybe they can land an ice beam or a skull bash on you, and uh, those Ice Shards do add up as well. So you see what I'm saying is like they have a, lo- a lot of play. A lot of these Pokemon aren't hard counters necessarily to each other. There's a few hard counters out there. But for the most part, uh, there's, there's just a lot of picks that are really interesting. Some other strong picks, of course, Driftblim and Lapras. They have a play against a lot of their major threats. Uh, I've seen Lapras... Not on every team, but on a ton of teams. Lapras is so good in Premier Cup. Um, In Open Ultra League, you kind of wanted Ice Shard, Surf, and Ice Beam because you needed a coverage move against Giratino. But in Premier Cup, because Lapras is so prevalent, you definitely want Surf and Skull Bash. Skull Bash, uh, straight up, beats any Lapras without Skull Bash. You get the defense boost against a lot of things. It's a great closing move in general, and uh, with Ice Shard, you charge up to it really fast. I would give a word of caution, though. If you only have one Lapras and it already has Ice Beam, I wouldn't TM it. Unless you're like totally committed to never playing Open Ultra League again, Lapras is still pretty good in the uh, Open Ultra League meta. So I've, I would just say this is a case for powering up more than one Lapras uh, or leaving the one with Ice Beam alone if you, only have, if you only have the one. It's not required to run Lapras. You can definitely run other things too. The interesting about this graphic is that there's very few steel types, if you notice. There's really only Empoleon on here. And Empoleon doesn't necessarily act as a steel type. It has you know Waterfall, Hydro Cannon and drill pack normally you could run other sets potentially but uh, there's not a whole lot of steel type so my sort of prediction is that a lot of the things weighing them down are swamper charizard and the counter users but steel type is such a good typing that i'm i'm expecting it to creep back at some point uh you know maybe we'll have a content creator show uh, a really uh top video or performance using a steel type. In fact, in fact we already saw Trainer Tips on his stream the other day uh, using bronze on quite nicely. So I think the meta will be primed at some point for a steel type, but uh, maybe, maybe not quite yet because there's a lot of answers to steel. And another pick that got a lot of buzz was Honchkrow. Uh, Valorash was tweeting about it. King was talking about Um, battling against Valor Ash in preparation for Ultra League. And we've definitely seen it on stream. Uh, I've seen Elfindiol play with it. And it definitely has a niche in this meta. It's a really good closer. It's really good when it has shield advantages. However, it's super frail. Uh, Because of its frailty, it hits super hard. You could run Sky Attack. You definitely want Snarl for the energy gain, but you want Sky Attack. Uh, and either Brave Bird or Dark Pulse, depending on what coverage you want. But man, Lapras is super tanky, and I've hit—I've been hit by a Brave Bird, and it absolutely uh, hurt my soul to see my Lapras go from like—I'm pretty sure it was in the green, and the and the Honchcrow just destroyed it. So definitely watch out for ha- Honchkrow, But I think it's one of those picks that's going to require some a bit of a learning curve. I wouldn't recommend Honchkrow to someone who's just just starting here. So
1: we've talked a little bit about the picks, but what are the best teams and cores that you're looking at right now? Because I know the team that I'm running is not on these two graphics that we're looking at right now, um, but I do see a similar line to something that I've been using a lot, which is Gallade. Mm-hmm. So what are the teams that, you're, that are performing really well right now according to uh, the stats and data that we have.
0: Yeah. Well, PVPoke also posted an excellent graphic just before Ultra League hit. And this is based on the um, uh, the trainer simulation data. So basically on PVPoke, you can go to uh, the PVPoke trainer and for free, you can test out certain things. So like suppose you haven't maxed out a uh, Clefable, right? So you can try out Clefable against the simulator and see how it goes. So based on the data, uh, he's analyzed teams that have been performing quite well. At the top of this, at a average rating uh, of 520, so for fi- 500 or above is positive, and uh, an average individual damage of 123.8%. Right there is Skullbash uh, skull Lapras, right? Ice Shard, Surf, Skullbash Lapras doing really well. Venusaur also doing really well. And so, of course, the teams that you'll see performing quite well will have those picks. A lot of these picks are Venusaur, uh, but another pick uh, that you might expect because of Venusaur is Charizard. Charizard has been uh, an excellent lead, an excellent thing to have in the back. Uh, we've seen a ton of Charizard, Venusaur, and Lapras on streams, uh, just playing against people in in Premier, and uh, it it performs quite well in the trainer too. Uh, the trainer right now is simulating Charizard, Gyarados, and Venusaur to be at the top of the meta, but uh, you know certainly you can you can change in terms of, of different variants and. I've definitely seen, uh, you know, like a, a very a gradual trickle of different picks that have been super interesting. So the other the other thing is like shadow or not shadow. I think in general, you, there's not that many shadows that are awesome here. Uh, Venusaur kind of appreciates the bulk. Lapras actually loses some key matchups. Like it can't tank Frenzy Plants nearly as well. The top two shadows that I might recommend are Machamp, yeah, Machamp for sure, just because of the increased uh, damage output, and then uh, Snorlax. Snorlax, not because it's better, but it's a, it's, it's almost like in a different category than its uh, non-shadow counterpart, I think. Uh, Shadow Snorlax, increased lick damage, uh, more shield pressure with those body slams. Uh, it just takes a little bit more of a beating. It becomes a little bit less of a meat shield against things like Venusaur with neutral frenzy plant so
1: yeah unfortunately I uh, depleted all of the dust that I gained on oh, community damn. day finishing out uh hashtag shadow season wow. in great league uh that I had just an absolute blast um I was actually watching Disney Gamer earlier today and we did some battles and I brought out my all shadow team and he wanted to do a best of 3 and I won the first two and he was like I'm not playing you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it, it was really fun uh getting to know how different uh cores can work together um and I used all of my elite tms and we'll talk about that in a bit but
0: Oh uh, wow. You you've just totally dried up, huh? Yeah.
1: I uh made a shadow metagross. I made a shadow zapdos. I made a shadow For Ultra? uh, Swampert. No, 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 no. For great league. Uh, And so that's why I can't, I cannot continue shadow season into ultra. Um, but I do have a Snorlax and a Machamp that are ready to be powered up. I just need, uh, to get back on that grind and get some more dust. But, um, those are things that I'm looking at. You know, I, I mentioned that I'm really liking Gallade, Right now, what are your favorite picks or favorite teams that you're using right now?
0: So, the first two days, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed because the meta looks so much fun. Like I said, not too many hard counters to things. Uh, Certainly, there's hard counters to Venusaur, but you sacrifice some things by by running them because, like, running, like, a Scizor or an Escavalier, for example... Uh, definitely has its downsides because Charizard is really prevalent, for example. So I I just randomly budgeted a number that I thought might be good for me. And so I'm saying for this season of Premier Cup, I'm not going to spend any more than 800,000 Stardust. Uh, I was at like 2.5 mil after Community Day. So I think like, okay, I'm going to splurge a little bit for Ultra League and try some things out. So after watching some streams, uh, I invested in that Crustle, which cost me 90k. So that's 90k that's totally wasted. Rip. I finally invested in a Lapras, so that was an, about 170 uh, 69k. Uh, I invested in my Hundo Toxicroak, which was 219, um, and plus another spicy pick that is 126k. I'm about 604. So I have about 200, 200 uh, around 200,000 Stardusts that I could invest further. And that spicy pick is, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. It's a, it's a confusion user, okay? um, And it's a water type. Let's see. Slowbro. Nope. It's not Slowbro. Really? Yeah, I knew you were going to say Slowbro. It's Golduck. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so check it out, right? If you look at the meta, a water type is really good defensively, right? Because it forces Lapras to go all the way to Skull Bash. It does well against Venusaur. uh, No, not, not, not against Venusaur. It does well against Charizard, right? Charizard with those blast burns, super oppressive. So in general, a water type is good defensively. And in this meta, not too much of an exception either. Confusion is quite good. It does neutral against Charizard, super effective against uh, the Fighters, uh, super effective against Venusaur. Uh, Not anything more than neutral against Lapras, but Confusion hits pretty hard. And then Golduck has some really interesting charge moves. Like if you look at uh, Golduck's charge moves, it has a ton of things. It has Hydro Pump. It has, uh, I think it even has Bubble Beam. It has some weird stuff. But I like to run Cross Chop and Ice Beam. With Cross Chop, you hit Lapras. You hit Snorlax. You hit um, any random steel types, a bomb of snow. uh, You hit a bunch of stuff. You can even bait with Cross Chop. And with Ice Beam, you hit uh, uh, Charizard for neutral. You hit uh, Swampert much harder for neutral if their shield's down. You hit Venusaur for super effective if it shields down. Uh, but normally, Golduck for me acts as a safe switch. So guess what? I'm in a bad lead like, say, Lapras Intimate Champ. I instantly switch to Golduck. And they're like, what the heck is going on? This is a Golduck. They switch to Venusaur. And Venusaur is taking super effective damage from Confusion. And although you're forced to shield those Frenzy Plants you end up with a ton of energy at the end of that matchup, and then you can expend it almost for sure against something that is not going to be walled with cross-chop, confusion, and uh ice beam. So I've quite liked Golduck. I've hated like a Tangrowth counter switch, but other than that, I, it does quite well against a ton of things within the meta.
1: I could not help myself. I immediately picked up my phone and looked to see what I had. Yeah. You want In the storage? Hundo. I have. You want the honey? Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing that now. Uh, the closest thing I have is a '96 shiny. Yeah. So uh, 14, 15, 14.
0: That's good. Yeah. Hey, that doesn't drop too many matchups. I don't think that drops any matchups, and you can best buddy it and effectively yeah. have the same matchups across the board. I ended up because as soon as I found out about it, I realized I didn't have any good Psyduck. Uh, waiting. So I ended up using one of my lucky trades for uh, Golduck. And mine is a 15, 12, 14. And it's been performing quite well. It's a bit clunky to use. It's not, it's, it takes a bit of a learning curve. But once you get the hang of it, my team has been Lapras, Toxicroak, and Golduck. And they uh they complement each other quite well, I, I would say.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um mine is actually a rank seven looking at stadium gaming dot GG slash rank checker. Uh with best buddy fourteen fifteen fourteen will come out to twenty four sixty three and it's only losing point seven nine in the attack stat has the same yeah that's defense. that's nothing
0: for confusion and users one less stamina so yeah so the, the 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 lack of psychic typing is a blessing and a curse because it's taking neutral from it's taking neutral from counter users mainly from like fighting types like machamp so i've definitely been in a situation where i'm like damn this machamp is doing a ton of damage against my golduck but machamp doesn't want to stay in that matchup anyway uh, it can tank Shadow Punches from Gengar better because it doesn't take super effective. Uh, certainly doesn't want to take Shadow Ball, but, you know, like, Confusion is racking up a ton of damage against Gengar too. But also against Snorlax, right? Uh, it does the cross chop and Confusion, uh, and it's not taking super effective from Lick. It doesn't like taking damage from... What else? Dark types, right? So I've been in a situation where I've, I'm matched up against an Alolan Muk and I can tank a Dark Pulse and be okay, as opposed to a, an actual psychic type like Slowbro would have to shield, right? So it's decent in bulk, but it can be a bit of a shield hog, especially if I wanna get switch back against a Venusaur Counter Switch. But like I said, you can do a ton with, when Golduck has energy. And if you charge up to two shops back back-to-back, you're saving a lot of time in terms of, like, that confusion animation and and things like that. So, like I said, takes some time to get used to, but I'm I'm absolutely loving it. And the fact that something like Golduck can be viable in this meta is a true testament to how diverse this meta is. I know we give Niantic a lot of flack. I know there's a ton of people that are upset about the state of the game right now and the lag and the matches, but... Premier Cup, hats off, Niantic. Uh, bravo. So far, I'm absolutely loving it. And, um, you know, once these uh, these technical issues in the game get resolved, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. The only bottleneck right now is the cost. But over time, you're, you know, we're going to have a pretty decent library of Ultra league Pokemon. So this is coming from someone who, has a Giratina, Registeel, Cresselia, has a bunch of legendaries uh, already powered up for Ultra League. And I've started Premier Cup, haven't even looked back, haven't haven't gone into Open Ultra League once this season so far.
1: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've, Like I said, I've really been enjoying Gallade. i um, really interested in this
0: Golduck pick now. I'm definitely yeah. going to have to invest in that. It's also a favorite. Uh, Cyanog is a favorite. I'm blanking on the name, but... a, a one of the uh, people really high up in, in Pokemon, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Masuda san. That's right. Yeah.
0: He yep. used it in, in, in the Invitational, right? Yep. He did. And he used the Psyduck, though. Well, yeah, the Psyduck, but it's kind of yeah. like the G- Golduck. If you guys, if you notice, it's gotten like sneaky good over time, just the amount of charge moves yeah. that they've given it. And uh, it's got confusion. It's got water gun. So it has a ton of play. Yeah. It just hasn't been used that much yet.
1: I uh, I I did struggle with Charizard at first. Uh, initially, I was running a team of Gallade, a Sandslash, Sand Slash, and Escavalier yeah. uh, to just absolutely annihilate Venusaur teams. But I started having trouble with Venusaur getting locked on to one of those you know double weak to fire uh, Pokemon and not being able to come back. because yeah. uh, you can still hit. Uh, The confusion damage definitely racks up from Gallade against Charizard and you can throw a close combat and get some good solid damage against Charizard even though it's resisted. But uh, I ended up settling on what I ran today in my sets was Gallade with Safe Swap Gyarados and what was it that I had in the back? Uh, I believe it was the Alolan Sandslash again. Uh, Because I have been still seeing a lot of Togekiss, Clefable, Granbull even, and Dragonite. And not only can Alolan Sandslash wall all of those, uh, but it can also uh, wall uh, things like Dragonite. It can wall things like Venusaur uh, for the most part. You know, it takes, I think, almost four Frenzy Plants to KO uh, an Alolan Sandslash. Right. And then ice punches can put in damage against a swampert and even a Charizard uh if you need it. And then with the powder snow buff, it's been really nice as well. So yeah. Had a lot of four ones and even a five oh today. So man, that's uh, nice. really liking Ultra Premier. What
0: what MMR are you at? Have you reached shrink nine yet or no?
1: Not yet. I'm close though. Yeah. Uh, I'm at the high end of the twenty three hundred. So I hope to over the next few days uh or at least by the end of Ultra Premier. Uh, get to rank nine. Yeah. Uh, But it's it's definitely a grind this season.
0: It definitely is. It changes by the day a little bit, but I know you're going to notice some trends in the 2300s or so. uh, You're going to notice a ton of Venusaur. And I think that's because they had Venusaur in open. Um, It's easy to use. It's a counter to Swampert, right? It it, it just makes sense. But as you progress, you're going to see less and less Venusaur and more and more Lapras and so, like, in the 2400s or so, a lot of people aren't quite running uh, Lapras with Skullbash yet because they already have Ice Beam or they don't want to TM it, etc. But once you get above that, it, it pretty much is Lapras with Skullbash. And so, like, r- running a Lapras without it is really painful. Like, I've been up against people that clearly only have Surf and Ice Beam, and they're just like totally struggling against my Lapras in in those situations. So, um, if if you guys are feeling overwhelmed with Ultra League, uh, don't be. Uh, just have fun with it. I would say the team, the po, the three Pokemon to beat right now are Lapras, emphasis on Lapras, uh, but certainly Charizard and Venusaur. Those three, and maybe Machamp and fourth. Those are the Pokemon to beat and focus on. So, um, you know, total shift from from what we're used to with Registeel, Giratina, and Cresselia. But between the matches being much shorter and the um, meta being a lot less rock, paper, scissors, totally enjoying it this season. And, uh, yeah, like I, ju- I would just say, have fun with it. Try some different things. Uh, I saw 2Obutters run Ampharos, he ran a lot of Ampharos in open Ultra League, but now he's powered up his Shadow Ampharos. So super interesting picks out there. And uh, he was catching a lot of people in the lead too.
1: Now, was he running Dragon Pulse on his... Uh... Oh, no.
0: No, no, no. Uh, you really want Thunder Punch Focus Blast. That's the coverage yeah. you want on Ampharos.
1: And and you can't get Dragon Pulse on an Ampharos now, right? You you would have to Elite TM it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> elite tm oh okay yeah you know that makes me think I, I think there's some people out there who may not know not only what is an elite TM, you know they've got them in their bag they you know they've they see them you know people are talking about them but they don't really know how to use them or why are they even in the game we've got fast tms we've got charge tms now we've got elite fast tms and elite charged tms yeah And I just think it's a great opportunity for you as a pioneer in the Pokemon Go PvP landscape to take a second out of your very, very busy day and just teach us in a segment we like to call AJ's Alphabet.
0: What's the letter? What's the letter?
1: What's the letter? What's
0: the letter? The
1: letter letter of the bell is... E! It's E! You
0: know, I don't know what makes me more uncomfortable about this segment, whether it's named after me or the fact that Elmo is singing right before (laughs) I get into it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, e is for Elite TM. So let's let's start with some background here. On August 19th, 2016, uh, a little bit uh, more than a month after the game was released, Niantic issued what we now know as the first wave of moveset changes to Pokemon Go. Uh, with this wave, the initial cadre of legacy Pokemon were born. So legacy Pokemon are Pokemon that have a move, that can no longer be relearned through normal means, right? Since then, there's been a couple of waves and some Pokemon that it were added into the game and then shortly removed, such as, like, Blaziken with Stone Edge was only available for maybe, like, two or three hours. Uh, Gastrodon with Earthquake, similar. So uh, there have been some slow trickle of legacy Pokemon that have been added since then. Of course... We've all come to know community days and other special events like the uh, Lapras with Ice Shard and Ice Beam uh, day or the Breloom with Grass Knot. Uh, I think it was like a week or, or whatever period of time it was. So special events where Pokemon were able to learn a move outside of its regular move pool for a brief window of time. So again, like Lick and Psychic on Gengar. Of course, some of these moves are very critical to be able to perform, like Ice Shard on Lapras or Frenzy Plan on Venusaur. And it's been frustrating for some players to have invested in their Pokemon only to have them unpredictably outclassed by a new move that they can't relearn. So, you know, like, we've all powered up that uh, Groudon for raids, or a lot of us have, and then suddenly it gets fire Punch, And you're like, damn, now I got to power up one that's worse IVs that I can only get once from research? Well, no. The introduction of Elite TMs was a welcome feature in Pokemon Go. A lot of people were really excited when it was announced. And since then, it's opened up a potential for all Pokemon to learn locked moves. Of course, another consequence uh, was Pokemon to be able to learn move sets that otherwise were previously impossible. So for example, Triple Legacy seeking, which John, uh, very uh, irresponsibly pissed away his uh, elite TMs to get Poison Jab, Drill Run, and Icy Wind. Um, we, we commonly refer to it as triking. uh Shadow Zapdos, right? Uh, when Shadow Zapdos was released, it didn't have Thundershock. But with an elite fast TM, you can get that uh, sweet energy gain of Thundershock. So there's still some true legacy moves uh, in Pokemon Go that uh, an elite won't actually work to unlock these so an example being my white whale mudshot the trio um most of these were from the initial wave of 2016 uh either someone in niantic goofed uh, or they were just added there for some kind of trade value or something that we don't know uh, but essentially they they these pokemon didn't have those moves in the main series games So there's been some other interesting gaffes like Lalip for a very brief period of time uh, could learn Bullet Seed instead of uh, its evolution. Uh, Galarian Linoon uh, was able to learn normal Linoon moves like, uh, you know, Shadow Claw, um, Dig, and... What's the other one? Body Slam? No. Grass Knot. But of course... Linoon is the only Pokemon ever to have had moves retroactively removed from players. Whereas the other ones like Mudshot, Graveler, Golem, uh, Mudshot, Trio, if you trade that to another player, they'll keep those moves. The only case of ever removing moves retroactively has been Galarian Linoon. So as you probably know by now, the only way to acquire elite TMs have been as a GBL, uh, season reward uh, for players that reach rank 7 or higher they've also been available in community day boxes but a lesser known way is it's been available as a reward in a 7-11 sponsored tournament in Mexico and it was a redemption for some uh, Asia Pacific players during Ever community day because they weren't able to get a counter alakazam and instead they got an elite tm so talk about a great deal so john what have you spent your elite tms on
1: uh you know i had a long list of things that i wanted i think at the top of my list initially was going to be the dugong however i did not have one that i felt was high enough rank at the time Uh, there was an event that happened i think it was a, a water type event where i was able to finally get a high rank i think my it's a rank 27 uh dugong that i have since used an elite fast team on and gotten one with ice shard icy wind water pulse the first one that i did was unfortunately sea king, <laughs> which uh you know it was fun while it lasted but it is uh it is uh packed away in the back of the closet uh picking up dust uh in my storage uh but then uh, as i mentioned earlier i had a field day with using my remaining elite tms in making my shadow army for great league uh and i believe i have upwards of 15 powered up and double moved shadow pokemon for great league that are pretty high rank Nice. Oh, it's more than that. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So 10, you're at 11, zero elite
0: TMs right now.
1: I have no elite TMs, wow. no elite fast TMs, no elite charge. Running TMs.
0: around naked, you are. Yep. Um, I've invested three. One was for Mewtwo, which has Psy Strike, and no Shadow. Well, it has Psy Strike, and it was a Shadow Ball Mewtwo. <sighs> Uh, Groudon with Fire Punch and Shadows At those with Thundershock for Great League. Of those, I would say only Mewtwo comes close to being a regret. Um, and the only one that I've come close to really uh, spending another TM on has been Dugong. Uh, Dugong seems really interesting in Great League, but I don't know. I just have a feeling Icy Wind is too good to be true. And it's just going to be nerfed, and it's going to just chafe me so much if I end up, you know, spending an el- two elite TMs on a Pokemon that ends up not being great anymore. So maybe, maybe I'll do it, and then, and then immediately after, Niantic will will nerf it. But, um,
1: yeah, it's funny the Dugong and the Sea King. I've both, you know, used multiple elite TMs. Well, only one on the Sea King because I had a true double legacy. Yeah. I had the Poison Jab. Um I think it was Poison Jab Drill Run was the one that I got or something like that and then I leaked TM Mega Horn off of it to give it icy wind. Yeah. Um but I made the Dugong and then I think I made it around the time that we were going into Ultra last season. Right. And then I made the the Shadow Season commitment uh this Great League after playing with it a few times. I said, "You know what? I'm just going to use all shadows for the whole uh great league did you run did uh, you make a around.
0: metagross with mm-hmm. like a shadow metagross match. for great league is that what you did i did is that because of the of the elite four challenge
1: it was not specifically for that i had made it before that oh, okay i actually was using it pair i was running into a lot of hypnos uh that were not running Fire Punch, or Shadow Ball. Huh. I was seeing a lot of Hypno with Thunder Punch, Ice Punch for coverage against Altaria and Azumarill. Right. And so I was pairing that with uh, Zapdos and Machamp as my sort of a safe swap. Yeah. It did pretty well. Um, I mean, it's not definitely not a meta definer or anything like that. You know, I saw quite a lot of other shadows as well, and sometimes I would put it in the lead spot. And you know what... Shadow Metagross's favorite lead is?
0: Probably a charmer.
1: Shadow Gardevoir.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but it's so glassy, man. It's so glassy. Man, I could not, yeah. I could, like you and like Butters, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten to know a, a lot of different trainers that end up span, spending, like, I say it frivolously, but you guys certainly get enjoyment out of the Pokemon that you invest in. But like for me it would it would just make me really nervous not having any elite TMs available. Because like if something becomes like imagine if like Master League launches and then I don't know like during a, a an event, Mewtwo has some other crazy charge move. But like you really like you want body strike something. with it. And now you're like, damn, now I don't have any, so I can't invest in mine. Right. So that's kind of how I feel. Like there's certainly been situations. You're scared of that FOMO. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I, I like, it's like insurance. I don't know. In everything. Yeah. Uh, like I like having a floor of stardust. I'm certainly never going to spend like 800,000 on a, on a, on a trade, but imagine I wanted to You know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Sounds like you got PVP
1: commitment issues, buddy. Yep. <laughs> I I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with it and uh you know, I I try not to take it too seriously. Obviously, I get upset just like anybody else when I lose or I make a bad decision or things like that, but uh for the most part, uh, I just try and have fun.
0: No, yeah, but for me that is fun. So, I don't know, like <laughs> at the same- i like it it gives me it gives me the warm and fuzzies to have a little you know just like a little bit of cushion in case something happens like that Crustle, it really it really pissed me off for a second but then i realized like i have other crustles like i have a rank 11 for ultra league two in case something like this happens so it's not not the end of the world but you'll never have that rank one i might it's not that rank hard one to get shiny too wasn't it no, not not shiny. I don't oh, have okay. the shiny. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's a uh, lucky tradable. So it's a 13, 15, 15. Yeah. I'm probably saying it wrong, but I think that's the spread that would be a mm-hmm. uh, rank one, not best buddy. So like I could just lucky trade for a shiny and it wouldn't, you know, like eventually I might get something close.
1: Okay. Well, that about wraps up this edition of AJ's Alphabet. Thank mm-hmm. you. AJ, You're very welcome.
0: You're very teaching welcome.
1: us another letter this week. Yep, just just letters and and thank yous just pouring in from all over the world, from ages two all the way up to six that just really <laughs> enjoy <laughs> AJ's <laughs> alphabet. Uh, so let's move on to our next bit of news, which is a little speculative. all right we are back in the station so we talked about this earlier jonathan bandini just hopped on the airwaves and let us know that there was an urgent new community day vote that was coming between porygon charmander grimer and caterpie so the evolutions of those being porygon 2 porygon z obviously Charizard, Muck, and Alolan Muck possibly, and then Butterfree. What kind of moves are we looking at for these particular... What what do you think could come? I think we can all agree that most likely Porygon is going to get Tri-Attack, or at least that's going to be the proposed move. I think what we speculate on is something we kind of talked about in the last episode of how is that going to work because in the game in the main series game and video game uh vgc it operates as sort of a randomized effect attack but we don't have that in pokemon go so what can you see this as i know i teased i could see it as a body slam clone um but uh, that would just be op with lock on. So what do we think it's going to look like?
0: What lo- what tri attack might look like? I think we've already speculated on tri attack specifically. Yeah. But uh I don't know, like they could make it they could make it like a poor they could make it like a subpar move in terms of stats, but it hits for super effective of one of the three types of ice, electric, or fire those are the three status right so yeah. like maybe it just like if it's against a Venusaur, it would go as fire but if it's against a uh char's well i guess yeah Charizard it would go electric right i don't know maybe that yeah. could be cool uh but just like to keep it in check then it's like a fairly poor move so it just basically gives porygon the ultimate coverage um but i would honestly, like I to know.
1: see that but i don't think that that would happen
0: Isn't that how flying press works, though?
1: I mean, flying press is not in the game yet.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, Pikachu Libre has it.
1: I know, but that's not how... I don't think that's how it works. It doesn't always hit as super effective like it does in the main series.
0: No, I thought it it only hits for super effective of flying or fighting. Isn't that how it works?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know.
0: I I have I've never used my Pikachu Libre in battle, and you don't have one, so yeah. Uh, All you do I'll, is put I'll, it like in gems it to tease me. Yeah. Yep. J my uh, Pikachu Libre's name, JR Honda Sucks, has been sending me those fifty coins daily, and it's it's great. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a true player. True. I team, bet he is. team player. Um, what
1: what I was thinking, and call me crazy. But we already have moves that have a randomized typing, and they could narrow this down.
0: Oh, like so hidden take power? a move
1: like Hidden Power. Oh, and think about this:
0: Damn, if just is, like oh just like God. how
1: they randomize, I think I what know you're evolution, going what evolution it evolved into, they randomize what typing tri Attack has when you oh evolve
0: it. Now that is. So bad for me because I'm gonna be what you want. <laughs> P- Porygon has play in Great League, Ultra League, and some would even say Master,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: it has lock on. It hits really hard. Probably not Masters. Hey, but but, but it's look. not Porygon itself. It's Porygon Two and Porygon Z, and it requires two different stones to evolve it fully. Uh, yeah, yeah, just thinking about just, that, and it has three different moves. Just look at it this way. You uh, can I'm use getting, an Elite My heart TM. rate's all messed up right now.
1: <laughs> you can use an Elite TM, but this is what got me thinking Wait, about Wait, no, this. you can't,
0: because it's locked. Like, you can't use an Elite TM to change the typing of Hidden Power.
1: Right, right, but they may allow it for this particular move. Like, obviously, for a Hidden mm-hmm. Power, it's based on that individual Pokemon uh, but like i, I don't know it, it's possible i think it's possible but what i'm getting at is you know we talked about technoblast earlier for genesect right obviously there's going to be they've we've found it in the code there's different forms of technoblast fire technoblast water etc there's weatherball ice there's weatherball this there's weatherball that i just i, I don't know I mean that's what i see happening i i I think that that would be a good way to introduce it, because I mean, you can't even call a move "try attack," and I mean, yeah, you could probably put the animation on it and make it look that way, but if it's not having some sort of flow with that lore that is tied to it from the main series games, I think you're going to upset some people, and I would, I would, I, I would be disappointed i'll say that man Uh, just because i did like using it
0: yeah your idea sounds cool it stresses me out like crazy (laughs) and i think that is enjoyable for a lot of people but i think it just it it lines up with the way that this game has done things like it lines up with the sort of rng philosophy so i would not put it past them but it would just if tritech is good cuz like just imagine if hidden power was good right mm-hmm. like you would have to have a huge collection of alomomola of sui kun of a bunch of stuff that i think like even Gastrodon has hidden power but like yeah, believe you know so. what i'm saying like the yeah. incentive to collect things that might be viable
1: but i mean this is the thing this is only the beginning of pokemon that have moves like this you have Pokemon like like we talked about Genesec.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I yeah, yeah. This is this is just stressing me out so much. You have right the now.
1: mythical Arceus. I mean, you talk about Arceus yeah. and all of its mm-hmm. different typings that, you know, is supposed to be coming soon. At least I would hope so. So uh let's move from a very stressful pick. Yeah. Like that right will now, most likely be I'm the winner. Take,
0: I'm gonna take out my stress on because we're gonna we're going to be on Jiggly Dad's stream, uh, Shoutcast School. If you haven't checked out Jiggly Dad yet, I'm going to give him a little shout out, but he does his uh, Twitch streams, and we do every Wednesday. We do our uh, Shoutcast School there, and I am going to totally take it out on the participants. I'm uh, John and I are going to be judges there, and all the stress that you just caused me, John, I'm, I'm going to definitely take it out on other people. We're both
1: going to be butts tonight. <laughs>
0: so Charizard, right? Charizard is definitely going to be a popular pick. Would you? So the buzz right now on Twitter, I don't know if you saw King's post, but he's expecting Dragon Breath, and the reason being is um, Mega X Charizard Charizard X X gains the Dragon
1: typing. Yep.
0: As a Dragon Breath user in Master League, maybe uh, Charizard Mega Charizard X gets some more play personally i'm not predicting this move but i would be super hyped if this became the move if charizard be uh, got shadow claw i would campaign for it uh for sure i think that would be like elite tm worthy uh like shadow claw dragon claw blast burn would be super cool it would give it some play against like more play against like marowak i think um. Yeah, I'd be excited for it. It's it's one of those picks that would be good in different leagues. Yeah, uh, Shadow Claw Charizard would be would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I saw a couple people uh, talking about you know kind of tying in that main series feel again. Uh, one of the moves that was pretty popular on Charizard uh, that you would see in VGC play was Thunder Punch. Uh, oh and- yeah.
0: Uh, you know I, what? I know
1: it wouldn't add much. I yeah. know it wouldn't add much overall just because of Charizard's coverage. Uh, but it, it it I think it could be a possibility. I saw some people talking about weather ball fire. I mean, we're assuming this no. is gonna be a fast move, but uh it doesn't, what if it yeah, is it a charge move? To be.
0: Here's my thing. Okay. I think that it should be a fast move but we don't have any indicators that it will be like, if you look at if you look at like his history, right. As a reference, squirtle was in the voting block before. And the proposed move was aura sphere for blastoids. Um, Bulbasaur was in, in the vote before that, but they only, they didn't give the move set out and it didn't get chosen. So uh, anyway, what I'm what I'm saying here is uh it could very well be a charge move, but I think we're just hoping secretly for for a fast move. And also Charizard already has a really good coverage in its charge moves, right? Dragon Claw and Blast Burn is like a good relationship for a glassy Pokemon. It's got the bait move, it's got a not so high energy hot, hard hitting charge move in Blast Burn. Uh it's just really lacking like a decent high energy fast move, like you could go tr- uh, double legacy with Wing Attack, but Wing Attack you sacrifice some things with fi- without Fire Spin, and so Shadow Claw gives a bit better neutral coverage against some of Charizard's targets and increases the energy gain. So uh, I quite like Shadow Claw on it, but a Dragon Breath uh, would be quite good in like something like Master League, which is tried tried and cho- true. I would put my money. Probably if you if you if you force my hand, I would put it towards Dragon Breath, but I'm I'm fingers crossed for for Shadow Claw. Um, Tristan uh, T. Wastel, one of our moderators at Ghost Stadium, he brought up a really good point on Twitter: is that the biggest downside to shot to Charizard is the bad precedent it sets for like re like adding a new legacy move to a Pokemon that already had a Community Day what i would say is like gengar kind of already broke that in a sense even though gengar didn't get a community day it did get like a featured it it got a featured day when it got lick and psychic but like i also see the counter argument is that nobody runs lick and psychic for the most part so charizard would definitely set a precedent that a lot of people would feel uncomfortable about
1: yeah and you you do have some people that are already uh, running or or that have the legacy wing attack or have used an elite fast tm on a wing attack charizard so yeah that would be uh, a adding this into <laughs> yeah adding <laughs> this into the fold uh is is definitely going to be a little bit troublesome but i i do tend to agree that they are leaning heavy towards the mega uh evolutions that are coming later this year according to niantic so uh, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I would put my money on Dragon Breath. Yeah. Now, another interesting pick is Grimer and Muck and Alolan Muck, which Canto Muck doesn't, you know, it's seen some play in restricted metas, uh, but really the star has been Alolan Muck, which has been seen, uh, you know, rampant in Great League and Ultra League uh, with really good. Uh, Coverage moves, it's got, you know, obviously that Dark Poison typing, uh, Snarl with quick energy gain and things like that with Dark Pulse and Sludge Wave or Gunk Shot. What move could make that much better?
0: Okay, hear me out on this. If, If Grimer even wants to hold a candle against Charmander, I mean, like, let's be real. Without movesets, just looking at these four, it's going to be Porygon. Porygon is going to be at the top of the voting block here. Uh, Crazy good shiny. Um, It's unreleased. And then uh, Charmander is a fan favorite. Really nice shiny. And it's been a long time since um, shiny Charmander was super prevalent uh, with its community day. Uh, I know a lot of locals started playing well after Charmander Community Day. So I don't know. like It, it would be a good opportunity for them to get a, another shiny there. Um, but mainly, it is the opportunity of a good move there as well. Um, Muk, however, you're, you're absolutely right. It's interesting coverage. Kanto Muck has that poison jab. Uh, you could go with the legacy lick. It also has Dark Pulse and Thunder Punch. Uh Alolan Muck has also awesome coverage and great typing in either Poison Jab or Snarl. And it also has Sludge Wave or Gunk Shot if you're like throwing trash cans around. Uh, and it also has Dark Pulse. But the biggest problem for Muck is what? Mud Boys. Basically, any ground user is what it's gonna be really struggling against. It still has Dark Pulse for. Like neutral coverage, but I feel like that often lacks the real like shield pressure that uh, otherwise Mud Boys just kind of laugh at Muck. So what do you think? I've I've looked at the move pool preemptively, and I was looking for a grass move that they both share. And guess what? In their move oh. pool, both of them have Giga Drain. That would be cool. Like, that would really give pause to people voting exclusively exclusively based on PvP and even, like, give Charizard a run for its money because Grimer is still quite rare as a shiny, and so is Alolan Grimer. So, like, the shiny appeal is still there. It's a nice shiny. It's, like, really different... Not the Alolan, but the, the normal, the Kanto version is certainly... A uh, very huge contrast, but Giga Drain might actually make some ripples in the meta because Giga Drain in the main series, at least uh, when you deal the damage, whatever half of that damage is, it gets regenerated to the HP. So, like, it would be a like a totally different mechanic in PvP to have those two with Giga Drain.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that we would see that mechanic, especially by the next community day. I, I just don't think that we would see well, that.
0: Like I said, it wouldn't be by next community day, right? Because Porygon is probably going to be the next community day. Like,
1: true, true.
0: But So it would be like another month after that. Yeah.
1: I, I could also see it working in a little bit of a different manner. You know, they've had uh, certain moves that, you know, in the main series games they hit with recoil which they deplenished HP, whereas, you know, now they've used it as a defense, uh, right. you know, debuff. So, uh, you know, you, I could see this as a defense buff uh, style move. Maybe possibly a wild charge clone, mm-hmm. a grass wild charge clone. Uh, right now. But with a defense buff or maybe even a skull bash yeah. clone to work You Giga Drain is with.
0: actually in the game, by the way. It's not, right. like, available. But like it's it's a terrible move because it doesn't have any effects attached to it right now. Yeah. Uh, the the placeholder values on Giga Drain is fifty damage, eighty energy. Just like for perspective, yeah. how bad that is. Um, Giga Impact is eighty energy, right? Uh, looking at like some other like really high energy charge moves, like Hyper Beam, is eighty energy. Like, just think about how much time it takes to get to Hyper Beam. Yeah. And it's almost half the amount of damage. Uh, wait, am I saying that right? No, it's, it's way less than half, right? Because Giga Drain does 50 damage. Yeah. So, you know, like, in terms of damage output, it's kind of more in line with, like, Night Slash or Dragon Claw. So it's like a Night Slash Dragon Claw damage move with, like, a Hyper Beam amount of energy. So I don't think... If they institute Giga Drain, it'll be quite like that, and uh, you know they've been pretty good in general about like introducing balanced moves. But I think a grass move on the on the Mux would be would be cool.
1: Yeah, and then last but uh, most certainly not least is Whoa. is Butterfree with with uh, <laughs> a- anything else before we wrap up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, if you're voting for Butterfree uh, or Caterpie, I question your choices, to be honest. You got those cowboy hatters out there, though. That's right. I think the most fun (laughs) thing about uh, this coming uh, debate, you know, there's always the before the votes (laughs) come out, there's like this going out on Twitter and like campaigning for your preferred Pokemon. The, the most fun is going to be che- teasing the Butterfree and Caterpie team. Uh, I had an expletive here that I've removed for John's sensitive <laughs> ears, uh, but the move that I've recommended for Butterfree is go away. <laughs> uh, I did
1: see um, actually some prominent people saying that they would vote for Caterpie because they are grinders and they want something that is easy to catch. Um, so that they can catch as many as possible. And then obviously I saw, uh, our cowboy hat Caterpie friend, uh, making his waves. Uh, and I did find out that there is actually a polka stop. That is a mural of a cowboy hat Caterpie on a pole somewhere in Europe. That reversal tweeted out. Wow. Uh, So, uh, he tweeted out cowboy hat Caterpie is in the game. (laughs) Uh, so I thought that was funny, but, uh, yeah, uh, we will have more news. We're actually working on something, uh, probably not exactly the same as we did our last community day debate. Uh, we want to make sure that we, you know, obviously improve with everything that we do. So, uh, we'll have more news on that coming shortly. Um, be sure to stay in touch with everything, uh, that's happening inside the stadium, uh, you can do that through our website at stadiumgaming.gg. Follow us on Twitter at GoStadiumPVP. And we will see you in the next episode. Anything else from you, Mr. AJ?
0: No, it's been real. I appreciate you taking the time, John. Uh, I don't appreciate you canceling our Monday session. So next time you're going to go you know, streaming with your buddies to do battles. You know, think about the podcast and, and the audience who you you claim to be seeing them every week. I did not choose to be the battler. The community chose me.
1: <laughs> and fair enough. they were not disappointed. <laughs> I wrecked six people.
0: Just remember. Which
1: according to according to Cody Miles, our director of propaganda, which I don't know how much weight I would give this bearing his title, uh, but he said that I defeated more competitors than Mason did in the first two elite four challenges combined so wow wow that's uh that's saying I think that's something.
0: probably not true but
1: well it did come from our director of propaganda so yeah
0: he does say things to make you happy
1: <laughs> he does he likes to just, tickle those ears
0: just remember john that no matter what you do i will always be disappointed
1: and you will always be a butt and that's all folks we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thanks,
0: guys.